Hello, everyone, and welcome to Watch and Walk podcast with Ebenezer. This podcast aims at inspiring you to trust in God and obey His Word every day. Be edified as you listen to this exhortation. Hello, friend. This is Ebenezer, and I believe God's grace is keeping you well. How can you know that you are a mature Christian, knowing that spiritual maturity is a process and not a stage? Will you be able to tell when you are about to die or what? Please help me here. I don't get it. Can a Christian ever be mature or can one consider himself or herself as a mature Christian? Those are the questions that a friend asked me about five months ago. I must admit that those questions got me thinking about what Christian maturity is all about. And so I'm going to dedicate two episodes uh, to the subject of the marks of Christian maturity. Let me begin by emphasizing some thoughts or clarifying some ideas about Christian maturity or spiritual growth. First, let me emphasize that spiritual maturity or Christian maturity is a process. It's a journey, not a destination. So, so long as we live on earth, we should be growing to be more like Christ. Our life should be ever conforming to the image of Christ. And so as we obey teachings that accord with the life and the ministry of Christ, uh, teachings that accord with the godliness, godliness as contained in scripture, we become more like Jesus Christ. And that is a journey that will continue until we die. My second point is based on some comments or some statements that Jesus made. In Matthew 28, 19, Jesus said to his disciples, Go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. In John 15, verse 1 to 2, Jesus said, I am the true vine, and my Father is the vine dresser. Every branch in me that does not bear fruit he takes away, and every branch that bears fruit he prunes, that it may bear more fruit. And then in Acts chapter 1, verse 8, Jesus said to his disciples, You shall receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you, and you shall be witnesses to me in Jerusalem and in all Judea and Samaria and to the end of the earth. Now, upon reflecting on these passages, um, this is what I can say. Jesus knows that before people can be his followers or disciples or witnesses, they must first believe in him. Yet he told the disciples to go and make disciples, not just new converts or new believers. These passages also teach me that God is more interested in fruit than he is in seeds. He is looking for people who demonstrate that they are Christ followers in every area of their lives. And he's not just concerned about people who have expressed private, personal faith in Jesus as their Lord and Savior. In the light of these observations, I would define Christian maturity as fruit-bearing, productive Christian living based on one's faith in Christ. And so the initial saving faith in Christ is a seed, but then the fruit is a character, the character of Christ-likeness. Now, having heard all these things, uh, you may wonder, how can I know if I am on track, if I am growing into Christ-likeness, if I am conforming into the image of Christ? I'm going to answer that by sharing only one mark of Christian maturity today. Um, I know that there are so many marks or traits of Christian maturity. And as you spend time in fellowship, in Bible study, in obedience to the Word of God, you begin to learn more about the traits or the marks of Christian maturity. Now, if you want to know whether you are growing, whether you are becoming more like Christ, whether you are maturing as a Christian, you check your intentions before you proceed to act. Uh, you check whether your intentions are honorable before you do or say anything. That is one mark of Christian maturity. In fact, when I study the teachings of Jesus, especially the Sermon on the Mount uh, in Matthew chapter 5 to 7, I noticed that one major way that Jesus fulfills the law 
is to redirect the disciples' attention from actions to the intent of the heart. For example, on the issue of murder, um, he asks them to check the anger in their heart if they want to avoid murder. And when it comes to sexual immorality, he asks them to check the purpose of their viewing habits. That is, why they look at people anytime they see them. If their intent is lustful, they don't need to commit the actual act before they become guilty of sexual immorality or adultery. And then when it comes to generosity or charitable acts, Jesus teaches that it is not about how much you give or what you give, but it is about why you give. And so if you give with the intent that people will see you and praise you, you will have no reward from God. And so the major idea is this. If the intent of your actions or words is evil, you have already sinned before God, before even committing the act. And if the intent of your good deeds or good words is self-glorification, you will receive no reward from God. And so if you want to avoid sin, this is my advice. Before you proceed to act, ask yourself, how will this act show that I follow Christ? And if you want God to reward you for your good deeds or your righteousness or your righteous deeds, you ask yourself, how will this act show that I love God and I want people to honor him and give him the credit and not me? And this is why Jesus teaches us in Matthew 5 verse 16 that no matter how bright our light shines or how good our deeds are, God wants to get all the glory. Why? Because he is the source of every good and perfect gift. I'll conclude here and continue next week. Until we meet again, may God equip us to make our intentions honorable before we act or say anything. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Thank you for listening to Watch and Walk Podcast with Ebenezer. Watch and Walk Podcast comes to you this and every Wednesday. To get notifications of new episodes, please subscribe. This podcast is brought to you by Watch and Walk Ministry. Visit us at watchandwalk.org to learn more about this ministry. God bless you.